Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News I'm Michael Harrington in Washington Federal agents pointing the finger at the nation's airlines as the reason for that sharp rise in the percentage of canceled flights this year Congressional investigators say before the pandemic, bad weather was the most common problem. But now the GAO argues most of the increase in cancellations during the travel recovery has been due to things the airlines can control, including cancellations for maintenance issues or because there wasn't a crew available. Much of the increase in airline-caused cancellations has happened at low-fare airlines, but government data suggests the biggest carriers are also causing a higher percentage of their own cancellations. Rhonda Rockster reporting. Ukraine welcoming the EU's hard-fought deal to keep farm exports flowing into and through the bloc to world markets. The 27-nation EU ended a damaging internal standoff last week over the destabilizing glut of Ukrainian grain. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. President Biden makes it formal. That's why I'm running for re-election. The House Select Committee on China recently staged a war game. Representative Mike Gallagher. My bias is that only hard power deters. All this and more. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280. The Patriot Intelligent Radio. Show your mother how much you care with your kind words, flowers, chocolate, and $2,000. Our annual 2K for Mother's Day giveaway is back. You can enter once a day for your chance to win her two grand. Drop by am1280thepatriot.com for details and to register. It's our annual 2K for Mother's Day giveaway at am1280thepatriot.com. Today is high around 50 degrees, breezy wind conditions with rain in the afternoon hours. Tonight's low reaching 40, Monday mid-50s and sun. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. You know, I uh, I was mentioning during the uh, pre-show shout-out, by the way, uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, if you follow us along there, like I just mentioned. Uh, I, I typically do a uh, shout-out uh, prior to the show, you know, just kind of giving a preview of some of the subjects I'll, I'll talk about. I, I kind of mentioned on there that, you know, my friend and colleague Mitch Berg, he was uh, talking last week, late last week, as he was going to need seven to eight hours on the air this weekend. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, there are some Sundays, it's rare, but there are some Sundays where I just don't feel like running down here after church, you know, and doing a show. I just don't, I, I'm, I'm being honest with you. Okay. It's rare, but it happens. And if it were one of those Sundays, I would have probably called Mitch up and said, Mitch, you want my two hours? Godspeed. But uh, no, I've, I've got a lot to get to myself. That That's for sure. And uh, I, I'd listened to Mitch's broadcast a, a good, a good portion of it yesterday. And I know he talked about, 
the uh, the quote unquote the bias database, uh, if you will, uh, where basically there is going to be a provision. It's in the uh, public safety omnibus bill, where uh, they're going to track basically track microaggressions, for lack of a better word. It's um, you know it, call it what you want, hate incident registry where they're going to register with the Minnesota uh, Department of Human Rights uh, incidents where people feel, I don't know, threatened against, triggered. It, it's it's very, uh, there isn't a whole lot of clear, concise explanation as to what this bill entails. But this has been something that's been coming down the pike pretty much since the first week or two of session. And I want to do a, I want to do a quick flashback here. Uh, Spencer, we have cut number one queued up. This is uh, Walter Hudson, who was on Mitch's broadcast yesterday. Walter, and by the way, uh, as difficult as this session has been because Republicans don't have a majority in either chambers of the legislature, and, of course, they don't have the governor's office, it's pretty much carte blanche for the DFL to do what they want. Despite all that, we have identified some true rock stars in the Republican caucus, whether it's Walter Hudson, who's representing uh, the Albertville, St. Michael area. Uh, my representative, Harry Niska, who represents Ramsey in a good portion of Andover. Uh, Elliot Engen, who's been on the show a couple of times, uh, represents like the White Bear Lake uh, area. And Lisa Damoth, the current uh, uh, minority leader in the House, and Ann New is always has been a rock star for multiple terms now. She's out of the Chisago area, I believe, North Branch, up in that general area. We've got some rock-solid legislators, and if we ever get the majority back, and hopefully we get the House back in 2024, uh, we're going to be in good shape. I'll just say that much. Uh, but anyways, I want to go back to January of 2023. This is in a uh, committee where this particular hate uh, hate bias incident, whatever you want to call it, was first broached, and Walter Hudson was on this right away and kind of seeing what some unintended consequences could be or what, how this could, oh, I don't know, fly in the face of the First Amendment. So if we have this, this is from a committee meeting back in January 2023. This is Walter Hudson, cut number one. Representative Hudson. Thank you, Madam Chair. Incidents that may not be criminal. That's what I heard. So we're going to create a mechanism for reporting incidents where no crime took place, where the defining characteristic, to the extent there's any definition at all, is that somebody feels as though they were discriminated against based upon actual or perceived. That's the language in the bill. Microaggressions. Yeah, microaggressions, basically. I'm deeply concerned about the implications of this bill. We're going to create a database of incidents that have no objective standard determining whether or not they violated the law, um, whether or not they had anything distinct from just normal speech, an incident of bias. So... If someone were to post on social media a particular Bible verse that defined marriage or spoke of God's institution of marriage as being between one man and one woman, or a Bible verse that spoke in condemning terms regarding certain sexual proclivities, would that posting of a Bible verse be considered an incident reportable under your bill? Representative Vang. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I would just say that it's, it is important to let our community know that we do not tolerate hate and bias incidents in this community and in Minnesota, and that we, and that we support communities that have been harassed, intimidated, and abused. Everyone is protected, no exceptions. And I can also uh, defer to Commissioner Lucero uh, to help shed light on uh, the increased need to make sure that we are able to document and accurately uh, know what's happening in our communities. That's not an answer to the question. 
if posting a Bible verse would be considered kind of some sort of bias or, you know, in hate incident. You know, they're, they're, they're deliberately avoiding answering the question because when, when, when they're posed questions, it reveals how just absolutely nuts this is. So we'll fast forward to this past week. As I alluded to, my representative, where I live up in Ramsey, Harry Niska, friend of mine, I've known Harry for over a decade now, and couldn't be happier that he was elected to represent us. So he spoke on the House floor offering an amendment. And once again, speaking to Representative Samantha Vang, who you heard in this previous clip answering, or not really answering Walter Hudson's question, Samantha Vang, uh, she is a representative out of the Brooklyn Center area. So Harry Niska, again, offering specifics. What about this? What about this? Would these be considered eligible to be put into that database and if so, what would you do with them? But uh, so let's, uh, yeah, go down to cut number two. This is Representative Harry Niska. Niska. Thank you, Madam Speaker and Representative Vang. If a, a Minnesotan writes an article uh, claiming or arguing that COVID-19 is a Chinese bioweapon that w- leaked from, the, from a lab in Wuhan, and someone reports that article to the Department of Human Rights, is that something that the Department of Human Rights should put in their uh, bias registry under your bill? Representative pretty, Vang. Pretty clear question, yeah. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Uh, Representative Niska, uh, you know, not all incidents uh, are considered, I guess, violent or um, criminal, well, as I said before. One? And so this clearly, if with the rhetoric that we have seen since the pandemic and uh, regarding um, accusing Asians of bringing in the coronavirus, uh, that is bias motivated. And so that can be considered uh, a bias incident. Representative Niska. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. I think I heard uh, yes to that, um, uh, yes to that, which is very troubling to me, um, that, that someone uh, making a, a factual argument uh, along those lines, I think is something that's within uh, political discourse would be uh, included in the Department of Human Rights database. Let me ask you another question, though, if Representative Vang would yield. She will yield, Representative Niska. Thank you, Madam Speaker. And Representative Vang, if, uh, if uh, a Minnesotan is wearing a T-shirt uh, that says, I love J.K. Rowling, and someone sees that and reports them to the Minnesota Department of Human Rights uh, as, an, as an example of uh, gender identity or gender expression bias, is that something that the Minnesota Department of Human Rights should put in this, uh, in this uh, bias database? Representative Vang. Thank you, Madam Speaker and Representative Niska. Uh, you know, I think this question will best uh, be answered by the lawyers. I'm not a lawyer myself. I think in the language of the provision, uh, we have looked at the language to make sure that a substantive part of any incident has to be relating to uh, bias and hate and motivated. Um, and so I will, t- you know, I'm not going to s- say a yes or no to that question. Um, it is really uh, s- up to the um, those investigating to decide whether there, there is a stance, um, uh. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we're, th- this is what happens when you have one party with carte blanche to pass whatever they desire, and when they get challenged on it, they don't really have a substantive retort to these inquiries. And so they just ham and haw and just give a word salad in response, knowing that, well, we're going to pass it anyways. And this is likely to pass as part of the uh, public safety omnibus bill, this particular provision. This, this is insane. This is absolutely insane because you get basically bureaucrats deciding what is considered hate. I mean, if you give a factual statement that a person with an XX chromosome is a biological woman, in some circles, that's considered hate. And this is what Harry Nisco was referring to with J.K. Rowling. Of course, she is the author of the Harry Potter books. Very progressive individual, but she is not down with saying that a person with an XX chromosome can potentially be a male. She's saying, no, that is a biological woman. So she's called what is called a a TERF, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. I I think I have that acronym correct. So 
someone who says I love J.K. Rowling basically supports what J.K. Rowling says, or maybe they like Harry Potter books, but that could potentially be put into this database. And and the question that that I have is what happens, you know, when the, when these incidents are gathered? What what do they do with these? You know, this this arbitrary list. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like the good old terrorist watch list. Remember in the aftermath of 9-11 and the, and the Patriot Act and everything that was associated with that? There was a terrorist watch list, which people were reported because they were acting suspiciously. Like, oh, my gosh, they, it looks like they're uh, collecting material to, I don't know, make a bomb. And given all of the bombing in- incidents we've seen, uh, you know, IED explosions in, in the Middle East, you know, perhaps they're devising some of that here in America. And some people don't even know they're on these watch lists. And so they say, you know, because there were there was Congress. I remember Congress was saying, well, we want to pass bills that would preclude people who are on a terrorist watch list or a no fly list from purchasing a gun. So you're saying you're going to remove you're going to remove my ability to exercise my constitutional right for being on a list I have no idea I'm on have no idea how to get off of. So not only are these first amendment issues, you're talking fourth amendment issues, you're talking fifth amendment issues, you're talking 14th amendment issues. Hell, you're talking second amendment issues. That can be impacted by this. That this is just absolutely insane. And again, this is what happens when you have one party that is free to do whatever they want. They don't really feel the need to prepare to answer substantive questions because they don't need to because they've got the votes to pass this stuff. So, again, absolute insanity. Mark in St. Louis Parks on line one. We'll take Mark's call when we come back. Need to take a break here. We're running a little bit long. But if you'd like to uh, weigh in as well, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So, Mark, St. Louis Park and Line 1. Mark, if you uh, want to hold during the break, I promise I will get to your call right away when we come back. With me, Brad Carlson, the closer on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. He's been trying with limited success to get this girl to let him get into Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Whether a lazy weekend spent up north enjoying Minnesota lake life, finding your favorite Juicy Lucy, or attending a music festival in the city, discovering bands that become the soundtrack of your summer. It is these precious, fleeting moments experienced together that shape us and make us who we are. Plan your dream vacation at ExploreMinnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. Years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family. We love Otto and Snoopy so much, and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. 
The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine, and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying Rough Greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathy Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have to be. Go to ruffgreens.com. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Tommy to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show. Or check us out online or on Facebook, excuse me. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give our page a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And we do have the live stream up and running, so you can leave a comment or a question there on that thread as well. Uh, as promised, we want to get to Mark's call. Mark from St. Louis Park is on line one. Mark, good to hear from you, sir. How are you? Brad, thanks for taking my call. I know you've got a lot to cover in a short amount of time, but I'm not going to get to the merits of the bill because there are none. Right, But what wasn't brought up yesterday was the actual Department of Human Rights. I don't know if you remember, but over a year ago, the uh, Lucero, the commissioner, basically accused the Minneapolis Police Department of being a cauldron of racism. So Minneapolis attorney said, that's not true. Where's your evidence? And the uh, Lucero gave the uh, Minneapolis attorney the finger, we don't have to show you the evidence. The chutzpah, which means gall by the commissioner, said, no. We don't have to show it. Just trust us. And that's the department that this, this information will be going to. That wasn't brought up yesterday about the actual department where it's going to how I believe how corrupt the department is under that commissioner. So, And that, that was my comment. Yeah, good stuff, Mark, as always. We appreciate it. Yeah, and, and this is the thing I was talking about. You're going to leave it up to these bureaucrats to decide what is a reportable incident. And then, and then what? What's done? I mean, when actual there, there, there's already uh, consequences for committing actual hate crimes, and and that's tracked. I, I get all that, but when when a hate crime is actually committed, do you refer to this database and say, you know, because I, I just saw right now where uh, you know uh, there was an arrest made of a suspect in the two Minneapolis mosques that were set ablaze, so. You know, do you are you going to look search the database? Okay, who's been uh, who 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 in our opinion has been trafficking in uh, anti-Muslim rhetoric or anti-Islamic rhetoric? Okay, you know, I, I so that that again that seems uh, pretty slippery to me. But Bill Glon, if you're not following Bill Glon on Twitter, uh, Bill's last name spelled G L A H N. It's at Bill Glon on Twitter. Uh, terrific follow, very insightful. Uh, I want to read a thread that he put forth. And terrific stuff. Uh, a thread on the pernicious, quote-unquote, hate incident registry about to become law in Minnesota. As we've noted before, the demand for hate crimes in Minnesota vastly exceeds the supply. And there is an entire industry in the state, bureaucrats and nonprofits, dependent on producing more. The language is contained in Senate File 2909, the Public Safety Bill, on page 50, beginning at line 31. The language is a 15-line run-on sentence that begins, quote, solicit, receive, and compile information from community organizations, school districts and charter schools, and individuals regarding incidents committed in whole or in substantial part because of the victim's or another's actual or perceived race, color, ethnicity, religion, sex, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, age, national origin, or disability as defined in Section 363A.03, and continues in that same vein. Note the first word is solicit. 
The bill is now in conference committee, but the above language is in both the House and Senate versions, so it will become law, barring a miracle. Minnesota already logs all hate crimes. So now the State Department of Human Rights can go out and solicit items for the registry. The actual hate crimes committed are too few and far between to justify the state and local bureaucrats and scores of nonprofits dedicated to the issue. So now they have to create a biased, quote-unquote, incident registry to justify their jobs and salaries. In the House, members Harry Niska and Walter Hudson have done great work shining a light on this Orwellian, more like Philip K. Dick, proposal. It's received national and international attention, but little coverage in local media. Gee, what a surprise. So what qualifies as an incident to be recorded by official state government? Literally, whatever the victim, quote-unquote, victim decides. It's bringing the college campus and the fight against microaggressions to society at large. And the contents of the registry have been deemed secret. Aggregate data will be published by state government, but you won't know whether or not your name is on the list because they have exempted data on private individuals from data practice requests, the state version of FOIA, or Freedom of Information Act. Two examples of what qualifies as an incident were brought out during the debate on the bill. The origins of the COVID-19 virus, support for author J.K. Rowling. The first is a matter of fact. The second is a matter of opinion. If you say COVID-19 came from China, that is considered a biased incident. It is apparently biased against Asians, race, or communists' creed. Even though everyone agrees it's true. Truth be told, the more factual the statement, the more likely it is to cause perceived harm. Whether or not you like author J.K. Rowling is a matter of personal opinion. But if you publicly express support for her, you have committed a bias incident against certain groups who don't like her, and you will be recorded in the registry. Forget the First Amendment. What's to be done with the secret data that you can't see? Other than justifying budgets and headcounts, they won't say. But consider its use in a world of social credit. One day you can't renew your license tabs because your name is on the secret incident report. One day you can't run for public office because your name is on the list. The use of this data is only contained by their imagination, which is limitless, and their scruples, which they have none. And those who believe that a state court would throw out this law are unfamiliar with the current makeup of our state supreme and appeals courts. One reason you haven't heard more about the Minnesota hate slash bias incident report registry is that it's buried in an omnibus bill that also carries the gun control measures. All of the local attention has been forced or excuse me, focused on the gun provisions. Interestingly enough, the original version of House File 181 dealt with expanded reporting of hate crimes, which are defined in law as the bill moved through committee. It became an incident registry, not defined in law. So, uh, fantastic insights there from Bill. Uh, as depressing as that is to read. So, yeah, and, and we'll take it a step further. You know, Walter mentioned this on, on Mitch's broadcast yesterday. He was on in the 2 o'clock hour, or first couple segments of the 2 o'clock hour. So, if you haven't heard Mitch's show, uh, go check out his podcast. But regarding this what they'll look at as incidents. You know, it could be Facebook posts. It could be comments on blogs, you know, public blogs. It could be comments on the comment section, basically if it's reported. And depending upon the origin of where these comments are made, and when I say origin, I say where this person resides. Say a lot of these comments are made, oh, I don't know, uh, say they come from Wright County. You know, that's uh, they'll they'll probably look for those more than any place because Wright County is probably the most Republican county in all the state of Minnesota. Now, all of a sudden, they use this registry, say, you know what? There's an awful lot of uh, biased, hate-biased incidents coming out of Wright County, and they seem to uh, be needing some upgrade to certain infrastructure in their particular area. Um, you know, and hence... The social credit issue comes in. We don't know if we want to defer money to, to such an area if that's if that's the kind of behavior we're getting out of there. You can see where this is going, right? And again, Walter brought this up yesterday. 
that th- this is how it could be used. Because it's just like, well, wait a minute. Why are you just collecting this data arbitrarily if it's not a crime? Okay. Well, I think you know the answer to that. This this is just absolutely despicable. They, again, the DFL is governing like it's California, like they have a three-to-one or four-to-one majority in each chamber of the legislature, as well as complete control of the statewide offices, which, well, they do have complete control of the statewide offices, obviously. But it's not overwhelming vote totals like you would see in California. But yet, that's how they're governing. And it, it, they're governing as if, we better get while the getting's good, or they believe they're having they're going to have a permanent majority for here on out, and they don't have to answer to anyone else. So 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show, or check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, where we have the live stream up and running. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment in mere moments. Go nowhere. Epiphany Catholic Schools strives to grow your students' heart and mind to give students an education grounded in faith, knowledge, and virtue. Although educational styles change, the vision of faith-infused education never wavers. Epiphany is committed to forming students into saints and citizens for this world and the next. Epiphany Catholic School is located in Coon Rapids, serving students from pre-K through 8th grade. For more information, visit epiphanyschoolmn.org. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep, I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it, and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. That's 800-846-2124. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Hey, welcome back. I'm 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also check us out via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or leave us a comment or question on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream up and running. As always, our good friend Wild Wilson checking in from the great state of Texas. God bless Texas, as they say. Wild, always good to hear from you, sir. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for however you're listening, whether it's live right now or whether it's uh, via the good old magic of podcasting. Yeah, am1280thepatriot.com. 
Uh, you can click on podcasts and check out any of the podcasts from our various NARN shows, as well as any AM 1280 The Patriot programming. As always, we thank you for tuning in. You know, I got to thinking about this. Uh, again, if if the, the Democrats have a slim one-vote majority in the Senate, and all it would take is one uh, senator with some backbone to put a stop to a lot of this craziness. And, and, and there, there's no way every single solitary senator is a far-left progressive. No shot. And like I say, the Democrats are governing like, you know, what? it's one of two ways. One, it's just like, you know what, the last time we had all three legs of the stool, governor's office, House, and Senate, was 2013 and 2014, and we didn't do nearly enough as far as our pet progressive projects back then. So we need to really ramp it up, take advantage of the situation now, because, you know, we'll have it at least for two years, you know, this year and, of course, in 2024, and then the House is up in 2024. So the Democrats are governing like get while the getting's good or, hey, we don't have to listen to anybody but the far left progressive caucus anymore because we've got a, a majority. And, and I don't care if you all aren't far leftists in our DFL caucus. You need to toe the line here if you want uh, support for, for reelection. OK, and you think about it. The Democrats have how many millions of people voted? in legislative elections this past election cycle. And you could make the argument the Democrats have, basically, of the millions of people who voted, they have a 321-vote majority. Where do I come up with that number? Senate District 41, which starts uh, just south of Stillwater, like in Baytown, goes down uh, St. Croix River Valley area to, like, Lakeland, uh, Afton, and then over across to Hastings and maybe a little part, uh, big, I think a little bit of Cottage Grove is in there as well. Uh, Tom Dipple, who came on the broadcast just before Election Day, he was a Republican candidate opposed by Judy Seberger. Judy Seberger ended up being elected by 321 votes, less than 1%. That's the difference between a Republican and a Democrat majority. Of the millions of people who cast votes for state legislators, whether it's House or Senate, 321 votes decided that the Democrats had complete control. Okay? And so for so to put that in context, if 162 people who voted for Judy Seberger would have switched their votes, just 162 switched their votes to Tom Dipple, the Republicans have the majority in the in the Senate. And a lot of this lunacy and it is lunacy, is stopped. So the question is, are voters, you know, and there were voters of the rhino persuasion, you know, people who typically vote for Republicans but fell, but fell for the Democrat rhetoric of the Republicans are too extreme. You know, they, they couldn't vote. They couldn't vote for Scott Jensen or anybody who would be associated with the Republican Party, so they, you know, voted for a Democrat or you know, those who are independent who fell for the DFL lies about Republicans being able to have an impact on abortion, the abortion law in the state. You know, things like that. Is this what you anticipated getting when you were voting for Democrats? I'm going to guess no. Now, the far left progressives who largely reside in Minneapolis and St. Paul and, you know, first ring suburbs within Hennepin County and Ramsey County, you know, this is this is preferable to them. But but I'm sorry, this is this is not one Minnesota. This is not appealing to a one Minnesota because there is no way even the majority of Minnesota citizens would be down with some of the lunacy that has passed this session. I I I, I absolutely do not believe that. You can say I'm clouded by some sort of bias and whatnot, and that's fine. You're 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 entitled to that opinion. But there but there's no way. So Really, what it boils down to is what are Republicans going to put forth in 2024 for House candidates? Because that's really the only opportunity you have to stop this is to flip the House. And you think about it, you know, again, this is something Walter brought up on the show yesterday. Is that the House remained the same 
70 to 64 uh, split, 70 Democrats, 64 Republicans. That remained the same after the 2022 elections, whereas the Senate flipped one seat. There were 34 Republicans, and now there's 33 Republicans, although technically uh, the late David Tomasoni as well as uh, Senator Tom Bach, they were independents, but they voted for Republicans, or excuse me, caucus with Republicans, basically. So essentially there were three seats that flipped from reliable right-of-center votes um, to leftist votes. So despite being vastly outspent by the DFL and obviously their uh, infrastructure, campaign infrastructure is far superior, they maintain the status quo in the Minnesota House and flipped a few seats in, in the Senate. Now, I get it. That environment's supposed to be favorable to Republicans. And, and I hate to say it, the top of the ticket, I think, was a drag on the rest of the down-ballot races. It just was. And I like uh, Dr. Scott Jensen personally, but ran a terrible campaign in retrospect. Let's just be honest. So the DFL, like I say, they're governing like they're going to have a permanent majority, and they're, and they're putting in provisions like in the, election, in, the, in the elections omnibus bill that would ensure they or go a long way to ensuring they have a permanent majority. And then they can build up even bigger majorities. Maybe this will become a cold California. But I don't believe we're there yet, especially since, you know, eight congressional seats, a U.S. House seat, you should say, it's a 4-4 split. So there is no way that the lunacy that was passed this session is indicative of a one Minnesota like like Governor Walls uh, likes to indicate. Okay, so that that's just something I want to throw out here. You know, another interesting tidbit is we're making a lot of national news here. I, I hope I, I hope you're proud of that. NBC News. Uh, I won't read the story, but they they put out a story talking about how Minnesota is becoming a laboratory in pushing progressive policy. And as our friend Bill Glahn, friend of the show Bill Glahn, said on Twitter, yeah, and we're the lab rats, okay? Uh, we're not real good at at, at uh, parsing out of the unintended consequences of a lot of this legislation. But there was one thing that, that struck me about uh, Governor Tim Walls this past Friday. You know, a lot of these big media outlets like CNN and MSNBC, they're desperately trying to find a counter to... Governor Ron DeSantis. Governor Ron DeSantis easily won re-election this uh, past November by about 20 points against a guy, Charlie Crist, who has won multiple statewide races before. Okay, so this wasn't some flunky, Democrat flunky, that the that uh, Governor DeSantis was going against. It was Charlie Crist. And so as a result, these networks, leftist networks, have been propping up Democrat governors of late to try to counter DeSantis. And Governor Tim Walz was someone they decided to have on. So CNN, in fact, Governor Walz put this on his Twitter feed this past Friday afternoon. He says, I'll be live on CNN momentarily to discuss how freedom, decency, and compassion are on the march in Minnesota. Tune in. You know, and I read stuff like that, it's like, you know, it's awfully difficult to negotiate with someone who doesn't even speak the same language. I mean, did you catch that? Freedom, decency, and compassion are on the march in Minnesota. Freedom. You mean where literal speech you don't like is put in a database at the Department of Human Services and characterized as a hate incident? That That's freedom? Because that seems to kind of undermine the ability to speak freely. Or a compassion. Compassion, yeah, yeah, compassion like, uh, oh, I don't know, overtaxing, hardworking, financially struggling Minnesotans. And then instead of returning a just gargantuan surplus to them, you use it to pay for pet progressive projects, including in failed school districts, because we'll just keep throwing money at it in, in the name of compassion. And even though these hardworking Minnesotans are financially struggling and you took way more tax dollars than you needed from them instead of returning it to them, hey, we'll hike their taxes on top of it. Almost an $18 billion surplus, and yet they somehow, some way, find a methodology to justify hiking taxes. Or how about 
our senior citizens who are on a fixed income. And a lot of them primarily rely upon Social Security income. And that Social Security income, we're one of the few states, the small minority of states in the union that taxes Social Security benefits. And even though DFLers, some DFLers ran on repealing the Social Security tax, now that they've got complete control, they don't feel they have to live up to that deal. So continuing to tax Social Security on elderly folks with a fixed income, that's compassion, huh? What was the other? Oh, yeah, decency. You know, freedom, decency, compassion. Yeah, decency. Um, decency. So you consider undermining the uh, desires of parents by yanking from their homes their pre-adult children when the kids suggest that they might be the wrong gender, thus allowing these kids to go th- to have life-altering surgeries, denying the parents' desires to raise their own kids, or allowing the murder of babies literally before they're born? Does that fall into the decency or compassion category? I'm not not 100% sure which one that is. I I saw this was this was absolutely brilliant. Uh someone I forget which uh it was a social media comment. Somebody was commenting on a uh uh a political article, don't remember exactly which, doesn't matter, but th- this was brilliant and I wish I could uh I saw the screenshotted so I can't give credit to the person who put forth, but this is this is spot on. Says, you know, I I can't remember any DFL campaigners running ads like like this. You know, just imagine if this is a political ad with the cheesy music playing in the background. If elected, I promise to put Minnesota's abortion laws on par with North Korea's. Then I'll help make the state a refuge for out-of-state children to get chemically castrated and surgically mutilated. Then I'll spend the whole $17.5 billion surplus, a big chunk of it, on Minnesota's failing public schools. And raise your taxes to boot. I'm Sorley Gustafson, and I approve this message. Yeah, don't don't recall uh, hearing any uh, campaign slogans of that ilk uh, being put out there because that would have been just too honest, wouldn't it? So this is this is what I've been saying for so long now. If you believe in your heart of hearts that the policy agenda you're advancing is befitting of a one Minnesota then you shouldn't have to lie. You shouldn't have to spin. But as we've talked about forever on this show, literally every show since the November elections, the DFL lied about abortion and the Republican Party's ability to influence abortion policy. Lied. Lied. That's not. They didn't spin. They, they lied. Because they know how their stance on that is awful. But guess what? They didn't care once they got the full majority. So uh, pretty wild, to say the least. Uh, is there a glimmer of sanity that came out of this past week? Believe it or not, there was. And I'll explain in a little bit with one final segment this hour with me, Brad Carlson. And again, here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. Or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show. Or check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream up and running. Again, me, Brad Carlson, one final segment coming up this hour. Go nowhere. AM1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you looking for an LG, Whirlpool, GE, Maytag, or Frigidaire appliance with savings up to 50% off? Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell new scratch and ding washers, dryers, microwaves, stoves, fridges, and more. I bet you think the appliances are really roughed up. Looking like they've fallen off the back of the delivery truck or attacked by a pack of chihuahuas. Not at all. Many appliance dings are not on the front, so no one will see that little blemish but you. Why spend full retail when you can get a better value, save money, and take it home the same day? Our large selection of scratch and ding appliances changes weekly at Appliance Renew located in downtown Farmington. Call me at 612-564-9207 or visit ApplianceRenew.com. 
Experience a better value and save up to 50% off brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late night bus ride home after a hard fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school. Plus, all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help the station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org. Hey, welcome back. I'm Twelve Eighty Patriot. Seems everything I buy these days. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show, or check out our live stream at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, where Wild Wilson, of course, has weighed in. And our friend Gary from War Road says hello from War Road. Well, hi back, Gary. Thanks as always for tuning in. As I mentioned. Wrapping up the last segment, there was actually, believe it or not, a glimmer of sanity uh, at, from the uh, floor of the legislature this past week. Our friend David Strom, who uh, has got a national gig now at HotAir.com, and uh, the good thing about good thing for Minnesota being in the national spotlight is there is an outlet like Hot Air that will report on this because, of course, David's one of us. And Ed Morrissey, who lived here for a number of years before he uh, relocated to Texas. Again, David Strom at HotAir.com. I'm not quite sure whether the bill is totally dead or not because nothing is until the legislature adjourns. We do know that the GOP managed to get language normalizing pedophilia stripped out of a bill in a vote yesterday. Whether the language comes back in or not is not, it is not clear, but the that the pressure is on and the chief author of the bill is feeling the heat and the Republicans in the Minnesota house who apparently hadn't noted the change to the definition of sexual orientation to remove the exclusion of pedophilia have grown a backbone. First, a reminder of what state representative Lee Finke is trying to do. Uh, The changes, it's a changes to the Minnesota human rights bill. It would redefine gender and strike a provision that specifically excluded Attraction to minors as a sexual orientation, implicitly making pedophiles a protected class. Finke is claiming that was not the intent, but it is in both the bill and the bill description provided by Minnesota House Research. Again, you can find that all online. So long story short, there was an amendment, you know, when talking about, uh, you know, basically sexual orientation being a protected class. The GOP put forth an amendment specifically saying, well, uh, sexual orientation should not include adults who are uh, attracted to minors. In fact, this was the, uh, uh, let's see, yeah, Harry Niska put on Twitter, here's a glimmer of common sense, an all-green vote, which means yes votes, in the House for this amendment to close a potential loophole created by House file 477. 
And the amendment says the physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult is not a protected class under this chapter. And it received all yes votes. How insane and crazy and nuts and dystopian and bizarre and surreal has this legislative session been when we're rejoicing over the fact that pedophiles are not made a protected class? This is where we're at. And guess what? The session's not even over. There's still a couple, three weeks left in the session. And oh, yeah, we get to do it all over again next year when the DFL has complete control of everything. So I, 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 this is just absolutely uh, crazy to me. I'm using these uh, uh, adjectives a lot, but I'm just dumbfounded by it all. Uh, we only have a couple of minutes left, so we want to get to his mic on line two, still on, on the phone. Okay. Uh, my, or it's, is it Dan? Dan. Dan from Invergrove Heights? Okay. Well, whoever, whoever's on line two from Invergrove Heights, uh, we got about a minute to go. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Is anyone on line two? Anyone? Anyone? I know I know. there's a Dan at Invergrove Heights that's on line two that calls in occasionally. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Sorry well, about that. No, you're fine. I was just wondering, in your opinion, if it might be um, a, a tactical advantage to uh, just let this um, SF, is it 2909, uh, Samantha Vang, to let that yeah. just go through it and so that, so that if, when it goes to the Supreme Court, it goes to the Supreme Court with the members that are making up the Supreme Court now. U.S. Supreme Court? Right. Well, yeah, after it goes to the Minnesota, uh, what do you call it, Court of Appeals? That's what you call it yeah. here. Or Supreme Court. And the SCOM, um, Supreme Court of Minnesota, or we call it SCOM? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it, could it be a tactical advantage to let that, you know, go forward as an appeal, you know, now? to just get it done, you know, to, to make make our Constitution more firm on these on this kind of, you know, garbage. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Dan. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's much choice in the matter. This seems like it's going to go through regardless. Uh, I don't think Republicans should be uh, complicit in this and letting it go through. I think it should be fought. The, the good fight should be fought, and the word should get out there what this entails. But... I think it's inevitable that it goes through. And even the ACLU, which I'm old enough to remember when the ACU, ACLU was uh, passionate about civil li- fighting uh, for civil liberties. They become more of a progressive organization now. But even they are echoing concerns about this, so we would have an ally in them. So something to keep an eye upon, that is for sure. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate the call. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Everything is expensive right now. Gas, food, you name it. You're spending more. You are making the same or less money. So what do you do? You rack up credit card debt. That's what you do. It's not your fault. It's the economy. And guess what? If you rack up too much credit card debt like some of us, you can't pay your bills. Then the credit card companies, as nice as they are, start hounding you for money. Then you start your downward spiral. A smart thing for you to do is to call the Zero Debt. They can help you consolidate all your credit card bills into one affordable payment. Millions of people have done it. It works to make you debt-free. Make this free call right now. It costs you nothing to learn more. 800-298-9093. 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. 
That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. The use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. AM 1280, the Patriot.